right, all right, all right. Back to the good intro music. I've had enough of 300 for one week. I don't care who else gets 300 for the rest of the season. I'm all 300 out. I'll tell you what. I, it feels so good to be back in the chair. I like it. It was cold. It was, back, lo- it was cold and lonely when I sat down in here, and now I got it all warmed up and ready to go. It feels like all strips. Oh, and by the way, you know, I was listening to that podcast. I got us a couple good laughs out there, but Seth, don't think you're going to take my job. All right, I'm the commission. <laughs> this is my league. This is our podcast. All right, bro. Don't 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 come in this house with trying. Look, you can't you can't you can't duplicate it. Often imitated, never duplicated. The commission, right here. Okay, but but congrat. Hey, congratulations on getting that podcast done last week. That was awesome. And uh, I really appreciate Seth stepping in, so that was fun. That was fun. I had a great time doing that to Seth. I, I love the unicorn aspect of it. Yeah. yeah. That was cracking me up. A little long on the unicorn drops, though. I couldn't help it. I worked so hard on it. I wasn't going to not have that so. Yeah, no, fair enough. I mean, if you work hard on it, you got to get it done. So <laughs> I, I understand that. But it is good to be back. I'm so happy to be back. I'm so happy to be back a quarter of the way through fantasy football season already. I do this every year. Every year it's a quarter of the way, a halfway, three-quarters of the way, and I'm like, where did the time go? I can't believe this. But here we are a quarter of the way through the season. Uh, We're starting to have some of the, shall I say, cream rise to the top? I I believe so. I mean, I'm, I'm in that top, so it's easy for me to say that. Uh, I I said, man, I put it's that up on a tee for you. You're in the top two. I wasn't expecting you there. Oh, I mean, you picked me for the championship game. Oh, did I? Yeah. Damn. So, I mean, I te- technically you were expecting me there. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and, and my two my championship picks are sitting in first and second place. How weird. Who was your, who did you play last week? Uh, waiver wire warrior. Okay. Okay, yeah, I did expect you to win that one. Yep. So I shouldn't have said that. Uh, no, you didn't. You guys picked against me in the last podcast. No, because no, I said no, Cody. No, I think no, Cody's no. going to win. That's what I said. I said Cody's going to win. I hate You techni- go back I, and listen. I hate technicalities. I said Cody's going to win. By the way, the team that you picked to be champion a quarter of the way through the season, what place are they in? I don't remember who I picked. Did I pick me? Dude. You know you pick. Everyone knows you picked you. Come on now. Everyone knows you picked you. Everyone on this podcast heard that. I was like, yeah, dude. We know we. You, dude, I, I think I picked me every year. Yeah. Except for last year when I knew I wasn't going to make the playoffs. No, you, I think you still. Okay, maybe yourself. I won't win this this year. So. Yeah. No, I still think you pick me. Yes, you. Picked I'm not you. sure. I'd have to go back to the tape. And Listen, you 100 percent picked you. There's no doubt in my mind. I would give up a draft pick if I was wrong. I know, I know that you picked you. I picked me, and I and I and I whooped on uh, the Houston Texans, which is a, an empty, hollow victory. Yeah, because they just whoop on themselves. Mm-hmm. They yeah. had to fire their coach. Maybe, maybe yeah. we got to find a maybe new manager. We should, yeah, we got to f- find a new manager. If, I know <laughs> Dylan's getting. I mean, Houston Texans going to keep doing that. Well, so there's, you can't even spell it right. There was that report that came out about Bill O'Brien like yelling at J.J. Watt, like getting in screaming matches with J.J. Watt. Bill people. O'Brien's stupid. Yeah, so like I can imagine like if I'm if I'm uh, transporting Dylan into Bill O'Brien's shoes here, he's looking at his team like yelling at, screaming at his phone, like "Do better," you know, like all the, all this stuff. <laughs> I like, guarantee you that's happening. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, I guarantee you, waiver wire warriors doing that. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. oh dude, oh that's for sure. I mean, he's crying into. His I know. Phone. I feel like I need. I feel like I need to like. I, I kind of feel like I need to get waiver wire warriors some like happy pills, or you know, or something. Maybe send them some flowers. You know, cheer up his, brighten up his day a little bit, because I think he was having it rough. You know, somebody's got a frowny face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. yeah, and I feel bad. I kind of feel bad. I mean, I won, so I don't feel that bad. But, uh, but yeah. Oh Did man, I, I've got notices on. Was that the Windows? That's no- my yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was waiver wire warriors brain malfunctioning during the during the thing. Anyways, I don't I, usually run it on the computer. At least I, I can't rag on him too much. I like to steam, and I I talked highly of it. Anyways, you know what? I, I'm going to get myself in trouble. Let's go into the week the week four matchup, shall we? How about we start with yours? Pretty uneventful. What? Pretty uneventful. Well, you know what? You still won, and you're yeah. at the top of my list. So 
one thing I wanted to bring up is you won this week without scoring 200 points. Yeah, yeah. I remember saying for years, just if you don't score 200, you're you not going to win. win. You don't right. deserve a win. And no, no Saquon to see takes out Houston Texans 192 to 162. You beat them by 30 points. That was a handy. That was a handy win as a win you needed to keep up in the division. So that was. I think it was expected and picked, but still, you didn't break 200 points, and you were still able to get a win. So I think that's the most important part. I'm not happy with Drake. I just I don't know what's going on with that guy. He was my number one, not my number one, I two keepers. He was my first pick. Yeah. And he gave me four and a half points last week. What is going on? Arizona had a bad game. Yeah, it's that's gonna be up and down. It's gonna be up and down. I'm, I'm I'm watching you, Drake. I'm watching you. Yeah, and if you look, if you look at uh, uh, Dylan's team. You know, uh, Tyler Lockett only put up five points for him. And Tyler Lockett, they were going against Miami. And you yeah. would think, Tyler Lockett, Miami, that's a lot. Yeah, like, that dude's going to put up like 50 points. Yeah, nope. so, so, yeah, he, he should put up 20. But that guy, didn't, last week he went off for 50 or something like that. He, he's, uh, he's, he's one of those guys that can just get the yards and the touchdowns and really blow up with bonuses. Yeah. And you never know. So, uh, that's, hey, Tyler Lockett could have won it for him, but... Nope, I hear you, man. All right, let's go on to the next matchup. Next matchup, give it up. I got to give it up to this guy, Street Sweeper over Bench Warmers. Now, this was tight. This was tight, believe it or not, going into Monday night or around Monday night football. But Street Sweeper pulled it off. Another win under 200 points, 190 to 160. Now, that moves Street Sweeper. Street Sweeper is 2-2 and two and now in the playoffs. Right now, 2-2 two and two in the playoffs by beating streets, by beating Benchwarmers. Congratulations to Street Sweeper. And not only did Street Sweeper win, but he got it done with Nick Chubb getting hurt and only getting six points in his lineup. Right, right. I think uh, David made a trade, too, recently. Yep, yep. To get the other running back. And, and I, I remember he traded from, uh, uh, I can't think of his name right now. Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt. Yep. What, I think that was a good trade. I yeah. I think uh, that's what's going to... I would rather have one of them that's playing and find out, you know what I mean? Uh, uh, but it, how, how long is he out for? Maybe six weeks? About six weeks. But now he has, but now when hey, the playoff comes, that. now he's got both. Ride that all the way. I'll take six weeks for sure of, of, uh, of one prime running back rather than have it split carries. Yeah, no, that, that was a great one for Street Sweeper. He needed it. And just like you needed it, especially to keep up in the division, it was important. Speaking of the division, we had the main NFC divisional matchup this week. It was Living on Hilaire versus Vaca's football team. Living on Hilaire put the beat down on Vaca. Living on Hilaire won 253 to 197. That moves Living on Hilaire up into second place because of the divisional record and because of points. Or sorry, not because of points, but because of the divisional record. And that drops Bacchus, even though he has more points, into second place in the NFC and into third. So he's out of that bye. So really, the really I think the AFC is going to be locked up, and we'll get to the AFC in a minute. But the NFC, it's kind of a three-team race right now. Living on Hilaire, Bacchus, and No Saquon to get that top seed in the NFC and get that bye. And right now, Seth's winning that race. Yeah, and then what's more, one of us is going to Yeah. It, yeah, it, it's this NFC. It, it appears to be a three-team race in the NFC, and it's gonna it's gonna come down to the wire. Um, and so I'm gonna, gonna be keeping my eye on that third matchup: office linebacker and waiver wire warrior. Office linebacker. Well, I'm sorry, Cody, for this being my first week to score over 200 points, but office linebacker gets it with 227 points over waiver wires. 112. Point four five. Look at I'm going to go down the lineup here of waiver wires uh, positions <laughs> and scores. Let's look at some running. I'm going to go wide receiver, running back, tight end. Are you ready? Yep. Wide receiver two point three, running back three point four, tight end two point five, one flex position seven point eight. I mean, you're not going to win a lot of games when that's the, that's who you guys have scoring. Now I had Julio Jones score seven points. I had my tight end score eight points who got hurt, and Julio Jones was hurt. But my other guy stepped up and produced normal fantasy, good fantasy numbers. Man, 112 points. I could have taken out Patrick Mahomes and still won that. All right, let's not talk. Let's just one line. Let's do. Okay. Listen, we gotta address. No, we have to address it. I'm sorry, but we have to. We should have had more preparation. Got like a robot voice on the show. 
So, so, let's get into it. The last matchup of the week. Abusement Park takes out Tootsauce. Divisional matchup. Abusement Park breaks 300 for a 321 score. 321 over 186. Also with the biggest blowout of the week. I want to give you an interesting statistic here, producer. Abusement Park scored 321 points. Tube Sox with 186. Abusement Park's margin of victory over Tube Sox was greater than the amount of points Waiver Wire, Waiver Wire Warriors <laughs> scored for the week. He, he, he could have beat two people. He could have beat two Yeah. So, so Abusement Park annihilated everyone and continues to annihilate everyone. Congratulations to Steven. On your 300 mark, I am so proud of you. And all the work that you've accomplished, and Yo, that all the research and time. Listen, listen. Can you can you turn down the music a little bit? I want this to be heartfelt. As the commissioner, I want to say it is a pleasure and an honor to have someone who has dedicated so much time to this league in manpower, in resources and research for the draft, mm. in really. In really, you know, making those solid draft day picks, it was almost a perfect draft, and and then being able to sit on that team and barely, and you know, barely have to make any moves and kind of have the right lineups, and you know, I'm really, really proud of Abuse. I mean, the work that he has put in this year, it's been, um, I, I, there's not even a word that I can use to describe it. It's been incredible. The amount of work he's put in? Yeah, the amount of work yeah. that he's put in. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, it's started on... It's, There's no word to describe nope, it. Nope, it started on draft day. And, I mean, he, he put in the time and the work to be successful, and he's reaping... He's reaping the rewards of his of his uh, of his time spent. It's just the American dream, right? It is, yeah. Work hard, be successful. Yeah. Take yourself, and, and, and with with hard work and determination and raw effort... Yes. Build yourself into an yes. empire that Yes, can, preach, yes. Brother Daniel, yes. Now, see, I, I and this is a bar. A- Abusement Park is setting a bar for for uh, for effort that we should all strive to attain. I mean, honestly, he, the guy's putting up 321 points. Here he is doing all this work for the draft, putting all this time and research in, really, really showing up and, and kind of being that guy that can lead the pack. I, I'm, I mean, I, I'm about to just give my ring to him retroactively because that's how well that he's done. So. Congratulations to Abusement Park on scoring 321 points. I wish I knew your secrets. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, everyone, if you're whenever you're in doubt, just trust what Yahoo says. Yeah. That is the key. Yeah. Just go by the little green numbers. That is always the correct way to play fantasy football. Yeah. Or Abusement Park. <laughs> I mean, what really stinks? His bench was good too. Everybody, everybody hit. That's because he did all that preparation for the draft. He knew he he look, look. Abusement Park went into draft day and he says, "I know my guys, and I'm going to get them." And he targeted his guys in the perfect round. He put and he made zero mistakes. It was almost, it was almost robotic. That's how good it was. It was almost robotic. It was like he was like a machine, and I I I don't know how he does it. I I just don't know how he does it. it. Is it's amazing. And he, and we can see it here, three hundred twenty-one points. He's 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 automatic. I, I don't know how I, I don't know how how he does it. You know what? But let's stop talking about just one team. I want to get your thoughts though. I, I did say at the opening that we were a quarter of the way through the season. Are we going to go to current projections? Well, I I want to get your thoughts on on the quarter mark so far. Are are there any? Are, are you surprised by any teams so far, or is this kind of how you thought it would shake out? Uh, yeah, um, so, let me look at it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, Waiver Wire Warrior, I didn't think he'd be that bad. When you say, so, okay, so he's sitting at one and three right now, and he's one spot out of the playoffs. If I would have told you at the beginning of the season that when we hit the quarter Yeah, mark, but he's scored so few. He's 871. I don't know. I, I Points against. Point, oh, points against. Yeah, ooh, that's points ooh, against. That's a, that's a rough one. Yeah. So, how many... How many? Seven forty-five points for. I would say you'd have to be around eight hundred at this point. That's two hundred points a week. Yeah, and there's That's one, reasonable. two, three, four guys that are above eight hundred. Yeah, so those are the four guys I, I was saying should be there. I get. I don't know. Abusement Park was I saying he's going to make it? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, but he's making it. 
He's making it all right. Living on Hilaire, Vacas, and Saquon. That's where I expected him. And then I was saying Street Sweeper is a uh, is. I think he's not. I think he's got a good team this year. Uh, so yeah, I guess it's it's playing out how I saw it. Um, no surprises though. I didn't think Tube Socks would be this bad. I, I didn't. Okay, so Tube Socks was one of Houston my Houston Texans. Yeah, zero and four. Yeah, man. that was my surprise. Uh, Tube Socks is my surprise, and and I. At the beginning of the year, I didn't think bench warmers was going to be zero and four. So that Tube, was my Tube episode. Socks though. He's the guy that will find something on on the waivers. But I think we are picking the waiver wires clean this year. Yeah. So Tube Socks might be having trouble. Tube Socks might be having trouble this year on the waiver wire, or or we'll see. He'll, he'll usually he usually gets it together by the end of the season, but. He might not make it. He might not make it. Yeah, so part of the problem, I think, is that we increased the IR spots for COVID, and now we're not using them for COVID. We're just using them for regular IR. Like, we should... It, I can it, tell you, I have a guy on IR who I who has come back, and I'm leaving him there. Yeah. And I'm carrying more guys, and I'm not going to drop them until it's time that I have to. Yes, that's <laughs> so, what I'm talking so about. So maybe that's on me, because I. but really all I'm, all I'm going to drop is a kicker. Because I'm carrying a kicker and a defense, yeah. but in theory, that could be happening well, if you have IR. Yes. So. And and if it was only two IR spots, then you then you would be forced to make a decision. Then if oh man, I'd be stuck. I wouldn't have gone with with some of my guys. They would have been available for pickup. There for you sure. go. So we anticipated, and and remember, we're only at four games in, but I was anticipating more of an impact on COVID. The problem is, I thought with COVID guys, they would just sit them out and play the game. Now, they're unlike Cam. Um, you have Tennessee and Pittsburgh where they didn't play at all, but then you got Cam out and they went ahead and played. So, are they going to keep skipping games? Well, hold, yeah. You want to get political on this? I don't know no, no, that no. I want to talk about no, that. But I'm not. No, what I'm I'm using that as an example to say, those IR spots there. We, uh, so instead of putting guys on COVID, for yeah, they're giving them buys yeah so then you can't stick them on your ir for a covid related thing yeah so it's kind of messing up fancy football there you go for sure that's i wasn't trying to get pulled that's what i was meaning yeah right. and then i won't say the comment i was about to say no no it was no 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 i think I'll, I'll say this i think tennessee handled it the wrong way and i think there's going to be video evidence to show that it spread through everywhere at some point in time because this these other teams i think are doing it the right way and it's not spreading and this is my theory. We'll see what happens. Yeah, know. no, yeah, and I think Tennessee's just blew it. Yeah, they probably did. But uh, but the but but the overall point is, those IR spots were intended for anyone. Yeah, who was not to give you by... a buy and then force scheduling problem. You know. Yes, we were supposed to put somebody on no, IR with COVID. Yes, if I thought if it was COVID related, they'd be they would be designated as COVID. You'd put them on IR until they either got over COVID or that COVID designation was lifted. But now instead of doing that, instead of doing the Cam Newton route where they just sit Cam Newton, test the rest of the team and play, yeah. a lot of guys are getting in, and so they're putting people on buys. Hey, well, so so my response would be, hey, get used to this. If we add two more teams, this is what it's going to look like. Yeah. Or worse. Oh, absolutely. Or oh, worse. It'll be worse. So, yeah. we'd so be add scraping. two more teams, yeah. and everybody's going to have less bench so that you can't plan ahead, and you will be dropping your 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 team's uh, guys who you want to keep long term, you will be having to cut. Oh, if we had two more teams, we'd have four bench spots instead of five. And yeah, two we'd IR have to spots. have four. Yeah, and and you'd be playing Brian Pringle for the Chiefs. You'd be yeah. playing him in your starting yeah. lineup. You'd be looking. Hey, does this guy return kicks? Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll put him in. Yeah, there he's instead. getting yards. Yeah, so, he gets yards on kick returns. Th- those are my those. That's my big surprise, or one of my big surprises of the year is the utilization of the IR spots and uh, the buys and, and all this different stuff, and then. The way bench warmers has handled his team, uh, you know, accumulating trades, he's going to be he's going to be champion next year. I mean, if there's football next year, if there is football next year, if we're not in civil war, yeah. Uh, <laughs> thank you. That, and, and there it goes. Good night, everybody. That was fun. It was. This is like the. I'm not, sorry. This is what are we? This is the nihilistic podcast yes. right here. Uh, and then tube socks. I thought tube socks would be, but look, we're uh, okay. Quarter of the way the season. I want to go through this really, really quickly. Four teams. Right now, are three and one. Living on Hilaire, Vacas, No Sick One, and Office Linebacker. One team is four and zero at Abusement Park. So 
that's five teams above 500. Five out of ten. Half are above 500. Then you have only one at 500, which is Street Sweeper, and then four sub-500 teams. There is still time, especially with the bye weeks coming up, where you're going to be looking at a win gets stolen here, a win gets stolen there, and those one and threes turn into two and threes and threes and threes. And office linebacker, for example, I may fall back a couple games. Bach has may fall back a couple games. So there's still time to... Um, the only person who's running away with this is Abusement Park. And so when I evaluate the quarter of the season, I, can, I like I said, I can see the three license at the top, Abusement Park. But I can also see, and I mean, Living on Hilaire, if you look at Living on Hilaire, he scored more points overall than Abusement Park has. I like Living on Hilaire. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's the case. But there's somebody still won against him. Right. But I also think he had a, a Field of Dreams game, and he still won against me. These guys are guys we didn't want. All of us that are stupid that we really believe his team is going to be this good all season. I mean, his team is great. We just we let him have those guys. We need to do it. No, we let him have that team because we gave him all the tips. And he didn't get it. He got it. So, so, uh, most Year, you're going to be able to see the cream, uh, the cream rise to the top. You're going to be able to see a couple teams run away with it, but, but we're still at a point where it's competitive. Where I mean, the Houston Texans, those guys are going to have to build a plot, but there still is hope for a lot of these teams that are three and two. It's just going to be a winner. We're going to get into five weeks soon. It's going to be all the COVID stuff going on. Who knows what's going to happen? I think it's a short season for some reason. Yeah, it's going to be a 12 game season. Let's get into this. this Thank you for that. Sorry them. for everyone who's listening. I couldn't see what I. This is where we fight. I want to talk about the three hundreds and not not to give shields. more praise to abusement <laughs> his perfection of fantasy football playing, but because I wanted to really dig into why or kind of wonder why all of a sudden this year people were scoring three hundred points. And what was your theory of why people were scoring three hundred points this year? What 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 would you say? I already forgot, dude. It was, was I said uh, super teams? Super teams. Yeah. I think it said super teams. Okay. Let me read something to you, okay? The, and this is really interesting. This is from ESPN. Okay? This is from Kevin... Wait, you did research? Yeah. This is from Kevin Seifert at ESPN. Are we taking this seriously? That we, we actually... Oh. Hey, next level, guys. Good, good job. Good on you. Okay. I, I quote. Uh, this is quoting Kevin Seifert. He's, a, he's an ESPN staff writer. And it's you got Adam Schefter's phone number? I mean, if I did, I wouldn't say, I mean, yes. <laughs> In its entire 100-year history, the NFL has never opened a season on the kind of scoring tear we've seen in 2020. Teams are averaging 24.7 offensive points per game during the first three weeks. That's 16% better than 2019 over the same period and 22% higher than their average during the previous two decades. So there's a lot of, there, there can be a lot of, our reasons for the surge, but this this statistic uh, that he references later on in the article really stands out, and it's something I wanted to bring up here because I think this bears out in the scoring we have in fantasy football. 
through the first, I'm quoting him again, through the first 48 games of 2020, officials have thrown flags for 95 offensive holding penalties. Now, I'm going to, that's, that's a quote. Now, I'm talking to you. How, what percentage fewer penalties do you think that was than this time in 2019? I have no idea. I don't research that. Okay. Quoting back to him, that's 59, 59% fewer than in 2019 when they were operating under instructions to increase such penalties. The NFL told the referees to pay attention to that. And 45% lower than the previous five-year average. At the same time, flags for defensive pass interference have risen 22% from 2019 to 72, the most through three weeks since at least 2001. Despite the increase in pass interference, the league's current average of 13.63 flags per game is its lowest through three weeks of a season since 2001. They are allowing the offense to score and play. My theory is we're seeing these scores here because off there's been an offensive explosion. I think there's been an, this type of offensive explosion because they need to keep the eyes through all this COVID stuff on the NFL. High scoring. You know, high high drama kind of stuff. Let let the offenses play. If it, it like let call the egregious offensive holdings, but let the other stuff slide. And they're seeing this statistically play out in the NFL through the first four weeks. And this is something fifty nine percent fewer than in twenty nineteen, and thirteen point six flags per game. Uh, the, that's the average flags per game is the lowest since 2001. We've never seen this before, and it's bearing itself out in fantasy football. We're seeing. I think- well, think about it. You have holding, so you have bigger holes for running backs to hit in the offensive line. You have more time for the quarterbacks to drop back and pass without, you know, if it's not egregious holding. And so you're having higher score. Look, dude, Dak Prescott threw for 500 yards and still lost the game. Also, my my two cents worth, I'm, I'm not doing any research or nothing. This is just me. This is what my eyes tell me is that, and logically, there was no preseason not a real one. And so I think the advantage goes to offense in that case, in that scenario. Teams that have been together versus teams that have had a shakeup in their their scheme have an advantage. So I think offenses at the beginning of the year, every year, have an advantage. And I think especially this year. So, so for what it's worth. And, and kind of hammer my point home. Um uh, th- this ESPN reporter has tried to get uh, you know NFL officiating leadership to conduct an interview, but he said, but retired referee Walt Anderson, who has effectively taken control of the department as its new senior vice president of training and development, told the league's website recently that he wants officials focused on, quote, clear and obvious fouls and not all of a sudden to start calling the ticky-tack stuff, end quote. Anderson acknowledged that it's what the NFL likes, that's one, and what the audience likes, that's two. They are letting the offensives go crazy. So and and let and the, we see scorings up and penalties are down. When that happens, super team or not, you're go, either you do have a super team instead of scoring 260 points like we were seeing last year or previous years, 280, 290. Yeah. We're seeing 320 because these <clears> guys are just dude. These guys are blowing up scoring, and so. That is why I think this year we see three the unicorns in that which we've never seen before ever, and that's that's why I think we're seeing those three hundreds. And are they happening because of passing yardage? Uh, well, I mean, uh, I believe uh, Dak Prescott quarterbacks over and wide seventy receivers. points. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, or so running backs it, who catch exactly. Well, running backs who also get big holes because Abusement Park started. Uh, Joe Mixon, and he got like 50 had, points. Yeah, he had 70, I think. Yeah, oh, and Dak Prescott had 70-something. So that's why I said it's affecting both the passing game and the running game, in my opinion. You're having you're having longer holes, not necessarily bigger holes, I think, but longer holes because of um, less egregious holds. And then you're also giving more time for uh, for quarterbacks to sit back in the pocket and, and, and pass, let's just pass happy attacks. Yeah. 144.4 points with Joe Mixon and Dak Prescott. So Joe Mixon got 70 and Dak Prescott got 74. So yeah. Joe Mixon and Dak Prescott scored more points together. I had a guy score 70. Have you had a guy score 70 yet this year? Not this year, no. Patrick Mahomes uh, only scored like 60. That's, <laughs> that's surprising. He's just, uh, never mind. Well, but yeah. yeah, how many times have we had a player hit 70? I know I've hit it once. I'm, I'm curious. I bet I'm going to, here's we, we DA. 
I'm, we're counting on you, man, Mr. Spreadsheet. Yeah, figure get your, it out. Get your monitors out. Blow the dust off the monitors. Get them all set up. Uh, get get your pocket protector out. Hey, but think about this: Dak Prescott and Joe Mixon scored so many points. To get, if you just took them two, if if he was playing waiver wire warrior and just started Dak Prescott and Joe Mixon, he would have beat him. <laughs> he would have beat him. Okay, and okay, and here's another thing that I wanted to bring up, and the last point about 300 that that really to me validates this point of this is why we're seeing it is is these flags and uh, an increase in offense. Yeah, I believe sitting on the not pulling the flag out is is absolutely the way there's going to be more scoring. Yeah. and I believe I'm hey I'm glad for it. I'm all for it. Sit on yeah. the flag, man. Yeah. You don't have to pull it out every time. I mean, I'm with egregious I'm with for sure. Yeah, but there's times when when I, I don't I, as an NFL fan, I don't want the officials making the difference in the game. So Well, okay, and, and my last point, think of the scoring in 2017 compared to now, not NFL scoring, fantasy scoring. Since 2017, we ha- as a league, we have reduced points for bonuses. Yeah. So we are have less scoring in the league uh available via bonuses than we did a couple years ago, but we're seeing more scoring in our league overall. Right, because the NFL is just putting up, un, like just like unheard of, offensive numbers. Yeah, and I think I think the bonuses were uh, stacking at higher rates. That's how we used to do it: five, ten, and fifteen. Yeah. Now it's just five, five, and five. So we've typically. lowered our bonuses that dramatically, and about, we're seeing about twenty-five points. Yeah, and now we're seeing, and we're still seeing guys break three hundred now for the first time ever because of this. And I would suspect this may not be the last time we see someone score 300 this year either. There you have it, folks. Anyways, that, that's just my theory on that. Um, I want to get in. I'm really anxious to get into the Week Five matchups because this week is going to be awesome, man. And I know you have some. I know you have some matchups that you were thinking about, or some matchups that you thought were going to be awesome. But let's. I want to get into these. Uh, like I'm really, really excited for Week Five. I, I want to start with, okay, I'm going to go through these matchups here and then I'll tell you why I'm excited for them and then we can talk about them more in depth if that's okay. So I, so I want to start out with Tube Sox and Waiver Wire. Now Tube Sox is, Tube Sox is uh, predicted to win, but this is a divisional matchup and we can get into it a bit. So you have a divisional matchup of 7th and 8th place. This is like huge implications in the league if you think about it, in the division. Then you have bench warmers and living on the layer. That's the only one I'm not really excited about. There's always like a dud in the in the middle in, in the matchups. This is my dud, Trevor. I love you, but I'm not talking about that one. Okay, Houston Texans at Abusement Park. Now, Abusement Park. This is another divisional matchup. I wonder if this is prime for an upset. We can get into that matchup in a bit. Office linebacker and street sweeper. I think this is another one that could be primed for an upset. And we can look at the matchups there. But the the creme de la creme. No Saquon to see against Vaca's football team. These projected scoring right now. No Saquon to see. 197.68. Vaca's football team, 197.08. The matchup of the week. We have almost all divisional matchups. We have really we have upset potentials even with Abusement Park, and then we have third and fourth place going at it head-to-head. Now, this is how close you guys are. You're both, you and Vaca are both 3-1 and one in the league. You're both 2-1 and one in the division. You're only separated out by 34 points. So you guys are neck and neck. This is like a monumental early season matchup. This could determine placement for the playoffs. That's how big this is. Yeah, this is a big game. I'm really uh, I'm really worried about this one. So let's let's get into this one cuz this is the one I want to talk about first. And uh, cuz I think that in my opinion, I think this is the most important. And like I said, you are favored by only 0.7 points. Now, when we look at these matchups, you have Deshaun Watson going against Jacksonville. I'm I don't know how to feel about this matchup because Bill O'Brien, this is the first game after Bill O'Brien got fired. How is the team going to come out and respond? Dude, Vacas is throwing out Russell Wilson against against Minnesota, and Russell Wilson has been cooking. So I think he's got you on the edge in QB there. You have you have uh, uh, DeAndre Hopkins uh, and Amari Cooper against his Robert Woods and uh, Devonta Parker. I think you have and you have Tyreek Hill as well. He has Michael Gallup. I think you have the wide receiver uh, advantage. He has Kamara. You have Taylor. I think he's got the running back advantage. You have Hurst, Cox, and 
he has Cox, Ali Cox. I think that's a, that, that's a draw. I think yeah. tight ends are yes. Now he has he has uh, uh, Carson playing in his flex and Gibson playing in his flex. Two running backs. You have Drake, who you're low on. You just talked about that. And Murray. I think he has the advantage here in this. And one thing to point out is you both have really good defensive going too. Your defense is going against Cincinnati. Baltimore is going against Cincinnati. His defense, Arizona, is the top projected defense this week going against the Jets. I think even though you are projected to score more, I think he has the matchup. Uh, he has the matchup advantage compared to you, and this is why I'm going to be watching this one like a hawk. This is the, I think this has. I want to come. I want to mark this because I think this matchup has a ton of playoff implications down the line. So what I like about this is Monday Night Football. He's got Kamara. I've got Murray. Yes. And I'm going to roll with him. I know Murray is is uh, not the starter, but I like the Monday Night Football aspect of it. I like Watson. Not a dud, but an easy win where he doesn't have to throw five touchdowns. So I'll take I'll take my Deshaun Watson matchup against Jacksonville. They need they need a shot. Anything else, man, is a crap shot. I like my Arizona guys against the Jets, but who knows? Nope. Hey, you know what? That's fair. But this is just my... This Monday is like, Night Football is going to be fun. Yeah, this is an awesome matchup. And every time you say Murray, I think of all the people that go on the Maury show, like, you know, like, you know with does like the paternity <clears throat> test for this is my kid or this isn't my kid or whatever. And, and, and But they never call him Maury. They always yeah. call him Murray. So every time you think Murray, I think it's like, man, I'll tell you what, Murray, that's not my kid. I promise you that's not my kid, Murray, because they always call him Murray. Anyways, I digress. You watch way a lot too of that show, do you? No, I just go down to YouTube. The only hole. thing YouTube I would say, holes. if I do lose, it's because uh, I didn't start Drew Brees. Why don't you start Drew Brees? I, I trust Watson more than Drew Brees. I trust Watson more than Drew Brees. Daniel Malone, 2020. We'll I'm going to put that on too. Okay. If I lose, it's because this I'm a dummy. All right. Hey, no, <laughs> fair enough. But this was my this was my big matchup, but I think all these matchups are good. I'm going to get into the – let's get into the, the abusement park, Houston Texans matchup. Um, I think it, I'm probably going to come back ne- this time next week and think I was an idiot, but I think this has upset potential, and I will tell you why. So – when you're looking at this matchup, what I'm trying to do is trying to look at the just like I did how I broke down your yours and Vaca's matchup. I want to go through and see who has like the uh, what's it called? The, I guess the matchup advantage. Yeah. Now, so we have seen Ezekiel Elliott not play to his highest potential, and I think that against the Giants this week, he probably goes in and gets that done. And I think Ben Roethlisberger has a big game against Philadelphia as well. Ben Roethlisberger is going to be playing well. Ezekiel Elliott is going to be playing well. Miles Sanders, I know uh, Miles Sanders is going against a tougher defense in Pittsburgh this year, this week than he did last time. Joe Mixon is going against Baltimore defense this week. He's not putting up 70 points, right? No. Mike Evans, he's going up against Chicago. Now, this, sorry, this is a Beesman Park team. A Beesman Park has Mike Evans. He's going against Chicago. Chicago is one of the top-rated uh, uh, defenses against the pass. You have Joe Mixon, who's going against Baltimore. He's not putting up those numbers again. You have Miles Sanders going against Pittsburgh. He's not putting up the, those numbers again. Uh, Thielen against Seattle. That could be a shootout. Depends on how well Kirk Cousins does. But I like, I like Crowder in Arizona for some reason. Uh, for There's probably a bunch of people that would disagree with me. I like Crowder going against Arizona for for, uh, for Houston Texans here. I like I like the Tyler Lockett against Minnesota. I think it's going to bounce back game. I like DJ Chark against Houston. I like yeah. Ezekiel Elliott versus the Giants. Yeah, I, I like Ezekiel Elliott. So I am saying, like, I know Abusement Park right now, there's a good chance he's going to win. He's projected to score more points. But because of these matchups, especially because of, uh, uh, of like, Ezekiel I think he's going to have a big game. I think uh, Houston's going to pull – has the potential to pull off an upset. The only thing I like better on Abusement teams, uh, Abusement Park's team more is San Francisco defense going against Miami. That's going to be a bloodbath. So, what about uh, Chicago against Tampa Bay? Yeah, now that's going to be a fun game to watch. It's NFL speaking. I think I think they got Nick Foles in there at quarterback now. Yeah, they do, and And he's going to whoop on Tom Brady again. No, Nick Foles did terrible last time, but he he did he did better. I thought he did all right. I think he lost one interception for the for the the 
because the wide receiver, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, well, I thought he was all right. Anyways, I think that matchup. Now, look, I'm not saying it's gonna happen. I'm not like, oh, you know, uh, Dylan's gonna come in here as an 0 and 4 team and beat a 4 and 0 team. I think, but I think some of these matchups that he has here, if that's the lineup that he rolls out with, I think he has a shot. And so I think it's a really interesting matchup this week because of that. Like I don't see the 300 from Abusement Park, and I don't see a 150 from Houston. I think it's going to be a little more competitive. Does no, that make sense? No, absolutely. I yeah. think I think the 300 is out of the question this week, and and I'm not. I've been I've been saying Ezekiel that's going to have to score. Yeah, he's he's too good, and he just hasn't had a game yet. I don't know. Well, I'll tell you what, Dallas. Dak Prescott threw for 500 yards, and they lost. They have to slow down the game. They have to get Ezekiel Elliott running the ball. And if I you think, want to win games, you got to run. Get the ball. Let him eat. Right. Yeah, Feed me. Yeah, I think so, Elliott's gonna have a big game. I really do. So that that's why I think there's there's a potential for an upset. And I think, I mean, he's only projected to be what 13, 15 points, lose by 15 points. I think there's a good chance that Dylan could pull this off. Yeah, I think he will. However, for street sweeper's sake, yeah. I think he needs Abusement Park to continue rolling through everybody. Yeah, so we can get into that matchup next. Office linebacker versus street sweeper. Now, office linebacker myself is sitting at 3-1 and in fifth place. Uh, this is another matchup just like the just like the uh, Houston and Abusement Park matchup. I like street sweepers players' matchups more than mine, and I think he has a shot to go through and just – and pull an upset. I really do. Uh, you have Gardner Minshew at Houston. You know, he's going to be able to sling the ball around there. Stephon Diggs, Buffalo. Uh, Josh Allen's been throwing the ball great. DK Metcalf for Seattle. These are all Davis guys. DK Metcalf's catching a lot of passes. Cooper Cup is, is a go-to guy for Jared Goff. He's got Connor going for Pittsburgh, who's had, I think he's had back-to-back 100-yard games. He's got Darren Waller, one of the top tight ends in the league. You know, you know, Carr's going to be needing to throw it a lot. Waller's going to eat up Kansas City linebackers. And then David, the guy he just traded for, you talked about it, Kareem, Kareem Hunt. Hunt. Kareem Hunt going against Indianapolis. That's a tough – Indianapolis is a good defense. But uh, the one thing, the one chink in his armor I see is that he has both Cleveland running backs in his flex spots, going both against Indianapolis, which is the top-rated defense. They're the yeah. top-rated defense. So if there's anything that's going to hold him back, I think it's that. And he also has the Buffalo defense going against Tennessee. That's that's interesting. But looking at his bench, the only thing he could change really is put Edelman in one of those spots. Right, right. So, so uh, that that unless would, Michael Thomas comes back, unless Michael Thomas comes back, which Ooh. dude, that would be great for that would be great for Street Sweeper. But I do like his match. I like his matchups, and I'm not saying that I'm not saying he's going to win. I'm not saying I don't necessarily quote unquote dis you know I don't dislike my matchups that I have but I think he's got guys that can put up a lot of points and I think there's a potential there for an upset now I just traded for Travis Kelsey I'm starting him I'm starting Mahomes CD Lamb is a start for me Justin Jefferson the Minnesota wide receiver he's had back-to-back 100 yard games Odell Beckham just had a breakout game Josh Jacobs is playing Kansas City Josh Jacobs the running back is playing against Kansas City I'm going to start him and then I have I have Davis and Robinson Davis the replacement for uh, the replacement for Christian McCaffrey, who's doing very well, and Robinson, who I traded for. So I think I, so I feel confident in my team, but I think there's a chance for an upset here. Can you see? Can you see my point in saying that? I like your team too, though. Yeah. I, I don't know. This is another toss-up. It's just uh, it's so, a good matchup. Yeah, it is a good matchup, and it's big for David. And I'm saying that because I think I favor you, honestly. No, that's fair, but if I was, if David was to win, that puts him at three and two in the division. It's too bad Rodgers has a bye. Yeah, I know. If Aaron Rodgers, man, but Street Sweeper can can really take a leap by getting this win, uh, moving to three and two. That would theoretically probably knock me out of the playoffs, because well, I mean, maybe I'd have to go back and look at the different matches. We'd both be three and two. Yeah, I mean, he would at least leapfrog me, but it would be good for his divisional standpoints to get a win. I think I'm going to win. I think. But I do like his matchups. It wouldn't be surprising if I lost. Now, yeah, the, if he, he needs this to be the fourth guy in. Yep. That's where it's important. So the second most important matchup to me this week is Tube Socks and Waiver Wire Warrior. And I want to tell you why. You're, we're looking at the seventh and eighth place teams, okay? The, basically right on the cusp of the playoffs. And the person who wins this game is going to separate themselves continue to separate themselves from the rest of the AFC. Now, you have Lamar Jackson, but Lamar Jackson has been out. He, do, he didn't show up to practice a day oh, or two. Really? Or two. Yeah, he's been upset about 
the utilization of the passing game in the offensive scheme. And Dude, he's like, he's a great coach, man. You don't, I, Lamar Jackson's an idiot. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but I like I like Tube Sox's matchups, except for Melvin Gordon at New England. Um, I, and I know Waiver Warrior Warrior. He's playing Mostert, hoping that Mostert comes back. I haven't looked to see if Mostert's coming back yet. He's also playing Kelly for the running back for uh, uh, Josh McKelly, the running back for the Chargers. I almost said San Diego because Austin yeah. Eckler's hurt, <laughs> so we picked up Kelly. But sure. But uh, you also have Justin Jackson there. So. So are the carries going to be split between Justin Jackson and Kelly? It's similar to the way that David is starting Kareem Hunt and Johnson, the two backups for, yeah. like, you know. So I, Who knows? Yeah, so I like Tube Sox's matchups more. Yeah. But but I can look at his team and say, man, this this is, has really big implications. It's close to me. Like, it doesn't seem like it's going to be. I can't definitively say, like, the living on Hilaire and bench warmers. I can't say Tube Sox is going to win or Waiver Wire Warrior is going to win. I just think this has the potential to have ups, this has upset potential and yeah. big implications for the division. Yes, yes. All of that's true. Yeah. The only thing I don't like about Tube Sox is, or one of the things, is the Giants, the tight end and wide receiver. Yeah. I think they're both good players when Saquon Barkley is in. If you take Saquon Barkley out, they don't have to gear up for the run, and those guys are going to—they're not going to get as many. But it doesn't matter because they're going against Dallas. They're going to be slinging the ball all over the place. <laughs> and Darius Slayton—he's been good this year, or at least half. No, he's good yeah. last year, yeah. and he's—I mean—he's been. Those are two really good fantasy football pickups. I, I, when Saquon Barkley's in the lineup. Yeah, I hate to say that it comes down to defense, but if you look at their defense, waiver wire warriors starting Pittsburgh defense against Philadelphia, which I get—I understand. And Tube Sox is starting the KC defense against Las Vegas. Now, their their defenses are only separated by 0. 0.3, uh, 0. .3 points. But who's so, got the potential to go off? Probably. I mean, I would both. say Kansas yeah, City. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Kansas City always has a kick return. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. And good good returns, and they got. I don't know. Well, and look, uh, Tube Sox has Deontay Johnson on his bench for Pittsburgh. If he plays, he has the potential to do good. That would that would up his that would up his chance. But I mean, I think Tube Sox is playing the matchup game. I like who he's playing. I just think this has a lot of implications. I think the loser of this game doesn't make the playoffs. <laughs> it could be the winner doesn't make it either. Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Look. Okay. Fair enough. I'm not saying. I just think that this is a definitive game for you. And uh, Vakas, and I think this is a, a very definitive game for Tube Sox and Waiver White Warrior. Tons of playoff implications, and we are only in Week Five. See, I like I like your matchup with Street Sweeper. I think that's more important. Yeah, I mean, you know, it does. It is important, and I'm going to be rooting for Dylan a lot uh, because I, otherwise, Abusement Park. I don't. We can project out and go now. And My go heart th- says I want Abusement Park to lose. Yeah, <laughs> my, more than my heart wants Abusement Park to lose. Trust me. I want Street Sweeper to win because I want four guys from our division in. Yeah, uh, but I just don't know. If, eh, we'll, we'll see what happens. I'll be well, watching these games and these matchups closely. Okay, well, okay, that's fair though because even if I was to lose, and I dropped a three and two, I would still be in second place. No, you're in still the AFC good, and it's still good. You'd if, still be the second guy. If in. Street Sweeper was to lose. He would be in a really tough spot in your division. He yeah. needs the win. I don't win. know that he could be the fourth guy in from that division if he loses. Yeah, because he, he needs would... it more than you do. So, 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 theor- so right now, Street Sweeper sitting in sixth place, and let's say he loses and he drops to two and three. Well, someone between Tube Socks or Waiver Wire Warrior is going to win, and that would put them at two and three. Yeah, Waiver Wire Warrior has scored two more points than Street Sweeper. So, if Waiver Wire Warrior was to win and scored just a little bit more. That would knock David out of the playoffs a week after he just got in there. Yep. So so it, this is bigger for Street Sweeper than it is for me. But for me to keep pace with the big three in the NFC and Abusement Park in my own division, I need the win. Like, to keep pace. So, like, like I said, this week is full of intriguing matchups except for... We didn't even talk about living on Hilarion and Benchworms. Sorry, right. sorry, Trevor. I really am sorry, but dude, you ain't got it this week, man. It's a lot to watch this week. It's it is a lot fun. to watch. It is going to be fun. Monday night football is going to be fun. Chiefs games going to be fun to watch. As long as there's no more COVID positives. How about that? Yeah. That's Wear insane. your masks, <laughs> NFL players. Please. When you're in your team meetings, especially. Yes, please. I, d- I don't want to 
see that Mahomes got COVID from Stephon Gilmore. <laughs> Dude, I had to pick up Teddy Bridgewater this week as a backup in case Mahomes test positive and can't play. Street sweepers running with the mustache. That so, so think about that. If, if I have to take Mahomes out of the lineup and start Bridgewater, even a greater chance for street sweeper to beat offensive linebacker. Interesting, interesting week. Anyways, oh, it feels so good to be back. I love it. Feels so good to be back. Week five upcoming. Man, this is crazy. This week league is going by so fast. You still, you still on for you winning the championship? You still up for that prediction? Looking more difficult. I'll see when I if I beat Vacas, I'll be I'll be sitting real much. No, that's fair. I get it. All right, guys. You have anything else? But all I you know, I really just want to make the playoffs. Now that I see how stiff the competition is, because not making the playoffs stinks. Yes. Not making the playoffs is awful. Like you've been saying, get in the uh, tournament. That's all that matters. Get in the tournament. Anybody can. Anything can. Happen. Anything can happen. Anyways, all right, guys. This is the producer. I'm the commission. It's been fun. It's been great. Good luck to everyone except for Abusement Park. Have a good one. I'm out. They were being too. Nah. is knock down that little spaceship there. It's easy. What was that? Let me explain something to you. You see that little tin spaceship? You see how it's not knocked over? And do you know what that means, Professor? It means you don't get the unicorn. Ah!